forever. Dog. I am in a, a very basketball mode right now. I may or may not be watching the playoffs as we record this podcast. Currently, you're <laughs> yeah. So just in the middle of this, you're gonna be screaming obscenities at, <laughs> or maybe not. Maybe. <laughs> well, my team already lost. Yeah, they were a bunch of bums. <laughs> just a bunch of just they, they lazy, good for nothing. No, I'm just kidding. They're yeah. you know. I I realized while watching this, I have. I don't think I could name a single person playing a sport outside of LeBron James right now. And I was, I I probably can't, you know, I probably can, but I wouldn't, I have no context for like, (laughs) for like who these people are. I I just, it's a huge, it's a huge blind spot that I've had for so long. And the, the older I get, the more I realize that I could try a little bit harder. You know what I mean? Like I could like, (laughs) Watch a game or something, you know. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, look, I, the other thing, I play basketball all the time now, and I will say I get very into it. And every time I play, I feel like I'm getting a little bit better. You know, there's so there's something about there is something about the like, like I'll I'll. I'll I'll be watching, I'll be watching players do certain moves, and I'll be like, I could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Do you start to get the like? Do you start to get the like? Maybe I should play professional. Like, do you start feeling like? <laughs> no, no, I, I would get destroyed. I, I mean, these people are like six foot eight. You know what I mean? They can jump twelve feet in the air. I can't do that, but I can beat up on some you know white white boy comedians. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Okay. All right. You. Yeah. You. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You like going in on the the white boy comedians. They don't. They can't touch you. They can't quite touch you. Okay. And I think I've already told this story uh, on here, but like, you know, when I was a when I was a kid, when I was in eighth grade, and I never played basketball before, and I first started, my my friend's dad was the coach, and my friend eventually told me that he picked me early. Because he thought I was going to be good at basketball because I was black. Pre-growth spurt, you know. And I was like, well, but I was bad in the tryouts. And he was like, yeah, he just thought you were having an off day. Wow. Just gave you the benefit of the doubt. And yet, and yet, (laughs) maybe that was my origin story because it was like, I got it. I felt the same way about dancing. It was like, I I can't just not be good. Like, I got (laughs) to. Yeah. (laughs) I have to be able to do something. You know what I mean? I have to have be able to. To play a little bit, you know what I mean. I, I, I need people to look at me and go, "Oh, he got game." Is this something I needed at the time? <laughs> you, you didn't have to pause and say it like it was the what? title. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you, you could have just said, "They have to look at you like he got game." You know what I mean? Like you didn't have to do the because that's just a saying that people say. I feel like that's what I. What do you, I don't know? I, that's no, what you I did. presented I'm just it. Saying that every time I play, you know. <laughs> I I am conscious of how the other people around me are thinking about me. I need them to hear in their mind, damn, he got game. 
Okay, so hold on. Now in this scenario, they're hearing someone else <laughs> say they're he- in their mind. They're hearing someone. Whatever their, however their inner monologue presents themselves, whether it's the, you know their own voice, their mother's voice, you know the voice of Morgan Freeman. I don't know. I'm just saying <laughs> I want them in their heart of hearts to feel and just know deep down inside that Jonathan Braylock, <laughs> he got game. All right. We must put it into this immediately. We must. <laughs> let's. How do we how do we get out of this one? Uh, I think like this. Let's start the show. Jonathan Braylock. James the third. Drop Milligan. Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. He got game. Michael Jordan. Wait, what? He got game. Michael Jordan. Is that a line in the movie? It's a quote. Michael Jordan says (laughs) it's the only line he has in the movie. You are correct. That's right. And I couldn't tell if he said it for the movie or if they just... (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's because they were able to get like Charles Barkley to say like an a line for the movie. I I because I don't know anyone in sports really. There were a lot of times where I was like, I guess some of these people are real people, and I don't know it, and, I, and I'm not gonna know who they are or if they're, you know, like are these real? Is that is that a real coach that's doing that? You know, like every they did those like talking heads and stuff. I was like, yeah, well, I mean, of course, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Some of these people are real, I bet. Yeah, I know. I couldn't. I'm pretty sure. I I want to believe that they were all real. I don't know. I know some of them were definitely real, but I didn't know all of them, and so I was like, it would be hilarious if there was just some. Some of them that were real and some of them that weren't. Yeah, and you just don't know. Even though they did have fake schools, you know. This is interesting because, okay, so I don't know if you guys know this. This is a a film review podcast. Oh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, we review the films of (laughs) (laughs) leading black actors. And we talk about that in the the context of race and diversity in Hollywood. Race and diversity. Uh, Yeah, Hollywood City. Yeah. 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 And the voice that you're (laughs) listening to now, the voice that sounds like he got game. No. The voice that sounds like if you try to shoot on him, okay, he where's will Gerard? block you. Where is, okay? where is Gerard that to voice, troll this? <laughs> that voice is Jonathan Braylock. Gerard's not here, you know. He's not. He's not. He usually says Hollywood City, you know. He's not necessarily a basketball player. Have you played Gerard? I haven't. I don't play at all. He, okay. he, he refuses to play. Okay, I he, see. You know. <laughs> He's verti- vertic- vertically challenged, so... Okay, you don't have to... This is going to get back to him somehow. I'm not going to say anything because I don't want to be near any of that. <laughs> but this will get back to him uh, somehow. <laughs> this voice... Well, this voice, that sounds like he definitely probably can't play at all. Sounds like he definitely went to a basketball audition wearing dress shoes. <laughs> <laughs> That voice is James the Third. Yeah, and film we are reviewing today is He Got Game, directed by Spike Lee, starring a basketball superstar, Ray Allen. Yeah, Ray Allen. As well as Denzel Washington. Wild. This is like one of, what, three acting roles he did, or, or did he do more? Yes, IMDb has him credited as three acting roles. This movie, Harvard Man, and a short of Uncle Drew, <laughs> Chapter 4. 
so that's not a real that's not a i'm not counting that so he's been in yeah that's probably like a like a commercial or something (laughs) branded content i remember the film harvard man you do what was it about well it's a basketball player strikes a deal with a mob sarah michelle geller yeah and adrian how do you say his last name grenier grenier i guess not a great movie (laughs) (laughs) well i feel like i need to watch it now though what, what what can we tell you about He Got Game? It came out in 1998. It's got an 81% on Rotten Tomatoes, 83% audience score. Okay. Box office, it made $21 million at the box office. All right. Okay, under budget. A supposed budget of $22.4 million, according to Wikipedia. The, these things are always very... There's there's no sources on this, so... Yeah. You know, so according to that, it didn't, it didn't make a lot of money. It was a rated R basketball film. You know, right? Yeah, it, and it it also doesn't have the like, it's a it's a basketball film, but it doesn't have the like overcoming adversity. Like, it doesn't have that. Like, <laughs> it's a basketball film that is not actually a, is not actually about basketball in a way. There's no, it's not like a team. It's not a. It's not a. It's not about a team. It's about a, a single player and him, you know, picking which school he's going to, which college he's going to go to. Number one draft prospect in the country. His father is a convicted felon. He convicted for murdering, for accidentally killing his wife. Yeah. He, his son is the, is the basketball prospect. Yeah. I mean, initial thoughts. I mean, I guess I can, I'll start. The, I, this is my first time seeing this movie all the way through. I don't think I ever watched it knowing what Denzel's deal was like that he was trying to get I don't think I I I've, I've I don't think I ever watched it knowing that the whole point was for him to try to get his son to go to you know what I mean like that so I feel like I've always missed the beginning of this movie but I've seen I but I've but I've seen the rest of it uh, several times like it's it was like always on TV and stuff I Denzel in this is so good. I really love his performance. It's really nice to see him play a character. I feel like he's often there's a very particular kind of character that he plays, and it's not always this. And I thought that this was really nice and and very like it felt very believable, believable in a way. You know, like it didn't feel like he was like putting something on. There are moments in Training Day, for instance, where you're like, okay, well, you're doing a thing. But in this, in this, I don't know. It's like really, it felt really kind of. It just felt very easy and felt like I was watching a person living. Um, in a, in a really nice way. Spike Lee, man, he, I love that he'll just be like, my scripts are poetry. Like sometimes he'll just be like, this moment's going to break reality for, for, because I want it to like, and it doesn't need, we won't, we don't need to have all of these like direct to, to camera sort of things that we don't need to have all of these, like the, like the, the, the literal, like, Matt, the magical moment at the end of the, the basketball, like coming through, it's like it was really b- beautiful and and nice, and I really liked it. And like, and I love that he doesn't shy away from stuff like that in his films. And I mean, I will talk more about it as we as we get through it. What struck me in this one in particular was like, wow, he's really playing up this like white women, black man thing, and I I I. In, in in a way that was like, I know that it comes up in 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 other movies of his, but this was like every relationship. It was like <laughs> it was like almost every time we saw a black man with someone, it was it was a white woman. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I mean, so this was I think my first time seeing it too, and 
I don't know if I necessarily expected anything. I it there there's a really fascinating story here. I I love how it is focused on this journey of this young, you know, man who is having to deal with so many really, really tough things. It just it's one of those things that really humanizes, you know, black youth, black male youth especially, and like shows all the stuff that they are dealing with and like how hard how easy it is to say something like, you know, well, you know, they gotta make better choices or like you gotta, you know, do the right thing or whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's easy to it's easy to say that from the distance and not think about like how any human being would struggle <laughs> with all these different temptations and the their like uh, the living situations and all this stuff. So I I loved how it presented that. You know, Ray Allen is a basketball player. He's not an actor. It's interesting because Spike has certain muses like Denzel and like you know Samuel Jackson. Like he uses like some really great actors in in a lot of his films, but he also like at times it's like yeah I'm okay with like putting myself in or, or like you know like pe- people who are not natural actors i do think it takes away from the movie like not that it was not that it, it wasn't still an enjoyable movie to watch just that it could have been better <laughs> like it, it it i just think like i feel like sometimes auteur directors and spike is one of them like really don't value acting as much as they could uh, whatever that that's just it is what it is I don't disagree. There were also points outside of even Ray where I was like, there were like certain people where I would be like, wow, like he just wanted a person to do that. Like he just wanted someone to stand here and say these like, <laughs> you know, and it's, and I, and I find, I find it interesting. I don't, it, I, I, it, it certainly distracts me from the, the movie. And, and, and I think people, people that care about acting from the, from the movie, I, I wonder how like someone who has never acted before views like views stuff like that. Like, I mean, I'm, I can imagine that someone looks at the lead of a movie like Ray Allen in this and goes, okay, well he's not acting, you know, like, and I, and I feel that, but then like, even for some of these like side characters and stuff, I wonder if people are like, woof, that wasn't good. You know, like I, I really, I, it's just, I, I have no idea, you know, but that came up for me too while I was watching this. I was like, wow, that's what even is the, what's the thought process behind this? And it may just be that he is like, yep, I just needed somebody to stand here so that I could make this movie, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But you know, it's so, it's so fascinating. A lot of aspects of it. So we'll delve into it. I mean, this movie I'm trying to remember how it's. It starts with Denzel just shooting in the in the prison yard. I did want to say that in the beginning, it starts with a montage of people playing basketball, and the first person we see is a white person. And I thought that was so. I was like, is that intentional? It has to be, but also I don't. I don't quite know <laughs> what the intention of that is. I think there, the intention of it is to show that like this the whole country loves basketball like it's not just a black people sport even if black people excel at it you know in the pros like it's a sport that so many people love to play and i think i think a white dude invented it pretty sure a white american invented it and you know it was a a it was a like most sports in the united states like it was mostly white at first because there was like kind of the segregation kind of thing but i think basketball integrated before baseball am i i don't know about that actually i don't know if that's true i do not know 
I do think to what you said, like it actually maybe that even is the trajectory of that montage. Like it starts with like a, a handful of white people and we actually see a bunch of white people and then we start to see more black people <laughs> as, as it goes on. And it is. And, and, then, and then we start to see and then we start to see like women, you know, and it like sort of is it, I think it actually probably to your point is following the timeline of the sport itself. <laughs> like, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then then it and then it cuts to the prison, and it's Denzel playing, intercut with Ray playing on on his court. It's so funny. There was like as much as I love Denzel and think he's a great actor, and like I think he he probably even took the time to really get down that shot that he kept shooting. I still there's still part of me the whole time I was like, this dude is never that good at basketball. What are you doing? <laughs> You, you, just you judging Denzel the I actor. Was like, <laughs> that didn't bother. That didn't. That didn't occur well, it was to me. So, it also was so funny. Like eventually, when he was like, he's like, I think he can finally beat you, and it, and then you realize like he was only beating his son when his son was like ten, yeah. <laughs> like or like eleven or twelve. It's like, yeah, of course. Like he's a grown man. Yeah, but you know what though, it. It's like he he fully even missed the time. He didn't even get that time of like of like being able to best him for longer for 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 a point when it's like, uh oh, you get you getting up there, you know? And I that moment when he when he when she says that to him and he just looks and like that like whatever existential thing is <laughs> is happening for him, I felt that so hard when <laughs> like you know? Like, like just the thought that like one day they're going to surpass you, you know. Ah! <laughs> but yeah, so very quickly, we kind of get into the warden calls him in. He's like, hey, uh, you know, the governor, you know, there was this little thing of like, did you vote for him? He's like, no, I, I don't I don't vote. He's like, well, you know, your son is number one. Son's son's pretty good at basketball. Yeah, he's all right. he's like, yeah, he's the number one prospect in the country. He's like, well, some people rank him now. Other people rank him two, three, six. Yeah. <laughs> Still in the top 10. <laughs> uh, and they're like, all right, well, you know, basically, if you get your son to play for Big State, the name of the fake college, then you, then, you know, he'll le- lessen your prison sentence, which already seems so shady because you're like, there's literally zero way. It is just, it's just like, what? <laughs> he just doesn't have to do it ever and there's nothing you can do about it yeah <laughs> you know so it's just yeah. like on a on a hope and a prayer that almost oh, certainly racist white governor is going to <laughs> lessen your sentence <laughs> it just really is a sad like the movie starts with this and you're just sort of like well it's not gonna work out for him but yeah. i guess <laughs> i guess we have to see him try to do this and so he agrees to do it and you know there's this whole like thing with like so oh and i wanted to say i thought that was so cool that ron cephas jones was that guard <laughs> like he says like two lines at the end of the movie but we see him for the first time at the beginning when he's when he's playing he's the one with the uh shotgun at the end so yeah he lets him out i cannot remember the exact order of this but i feel like we see ray and the and Ray's being bombarded with like where where are you gonna do where are you gonna go and I let me tell you I I love you know I think Spike Lee's a great writer hearing this guy say 
I'm just weighing my options. 79 times in this in this movie. I was just like, I can't. I really could. There was a point maybe halfway through when I was like, he's already said it too many times. It's all, that can't be his thing he says in every scene. I can't hear it in every scene. Okay, so I just had to get that off my chest. You're right. No, it's, uh, it's annoying. <laughs> uh, yet, realistic, you know, it's like that's a... Good thing for him to say. You somebody taught him to say that. You know, it's a it's the best way of like not letting anybody know anything. I was kind of confused as to how he learned all these lessons because the coach seemed to be the one like who was filling him in on stuff, and yet the coach then is like pressing had him, him in and, his like, pocket. Yeah, you yeah. know. And so I was like, not that not that you can't learn a lesson from somebody, and then that person tried to you know, undermine their own lesson. And you're like, no, you taught me better than this. Like the thing you taught me, I'm holding on to, you know, but I, it still was kind of, it was slightly confusing. Cause I was like, he's really good at this. Like even, even in the, I don't even know if we necessarily get moments of him. I mean, I guess you could say the college, like when he's like sleeping with the other chicks there, but like, even that felt like, I don't know. He was like, man, for somebody who had his, freaking uncle who raised him after his dad went to jail like his dad's in jail his mom is uh, dead you know his sister's he's taking care of his sister his coach is a sleazeball his girlfriend is is sleazy cheating on him behind his back you know like his uncle doesn't care about doesn't really care about him and is like guilty tripping him and it's like i was just like how is he juggling any of this yeah this it's truly wild It's so impressive, like in a way that it was almost uh, felt kind of unrealistic. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, because he's he really is like he really has the world on his show, like the literal weight of the world at this point. You know, like everything he's known is like <laughs> I, he lost his parents, both of them, you know, six years ago and has been raising his <laughs> I mean, I know that they're on the care of his aunt and uncle, but it's like he immediately took that as like his responsibility in a a way that's like, yeah. Yeah. Where did did all those lessons come from? Was he just reading, like watching ESPN and stuff? And like, like again, like because sometimes Spike can be (laughs) sometimes this is the most obvious statement in the world. Sometimes Spike can be heavy handed (laughs) (laughs) with the things that he does. And so this felt like one of those things was like it's very heavy handed about how many people are against him. Like, I guess the only person is maybe his aunt seems like she would she was for him and maybe she was the one. But we don't get enough scenes with her, which I think is a disservice to the movie honestly i i wanted to see more of her the relationship between those two because it seemed a little different and maybe the stuff that his mom taught him but like it was also like in the flashbacks it was like it just seemed like his dad never his dad wasn't the lessons that his dad was teaching him are questionable you know at best Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they're questionable and they also seemingly only apply to being on the court like yeah like it, it only applies to like how you react literally in the moment, <laughs> you know, while you're playing the game. And, and yes, some of those principles can carry over into life. Like, you know, not letting people, I guess, step to you or, or getting, get in your head. But, but really outside of that, it's like, yeah, 
yeah, I don't, I don't quite know how it carries over. But yeah, we see. So, and that, that is most of this movie. Most of this movie. So, would you say he's the main character? Ray Allen is the main character, or is Denzel the main character? I feel like Denzel is the main character of the of the okay. movie. Like, I think Denzel, Denzel's one, and then and then Ray is two. And with Denzel, you know, he gets so we we know that he he's in prison for something for. I think we find out murder somewhat quickly, though I don't know if we know it was he murdered his wife until he tells that. I don't think, yeah, I don't think we know it until there's like a moment when it's said out loud. Like I, when I heard he it, he tells the he tells I forgot the prostitute's name. Oh, okay, he tells Mila Mila uh, Jovovich. Yeah, Jovovich. Jovovich. He tells her. Oh, she think, was from Fifth Element. That's yes. what I know. That's what I think I when I heard it, it was like later, like when when I first heard it, it was like when Ray's like, well, you killed my mom. Like he says something like that. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I, could, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I don't know when that, he definitely tells Dakota because he's like, because he, uh, there's a point where he's like, he's like, uh, you know, I went to jail for murdering my wife, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But maybe that's after, after Ray, Ray says you killed my mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they 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 kind of so we we see that he's he's out and <laughs> with these two guys they're they're going to Coney Island because that's where Ray lives and he's sorry what is Ray Allen's character's name Jesus that's right you know he has some money and he uh, they give him some money and he has to just convince his son to do this yeah I mean it's kind of like. Slow in the beginning here. We see like a little bit of interaction with him and Dakota, Mila's character in the beginning too, and it feels a little like somewhat strange. I mean, we could maybe we should talk about that in a, in one chunk. Their whole re- dynamic. Yeah, I mean, I I I you know I don't I don't quite know what what it means for him to be drawn to her or you know or like if there's an importance to her being a working woman in this way but like but they it's he like i i don't know if if also like we're we're meant to to see her as the first woman he's seen in a while you know you know what i mean like yeah because like he had to like be walking down the street or whatever and seeing other people but like i don't know he, he instantly has like in a a draw to her you know i liked their scenes i like their first their first scene t- together when he's like trying to help and she's instantly like don't try to have sex with me or whatever it is <laughs> she said like she just immediately thinks that that's what he's talking about and and yeah like all guys think their dick is medicine yeah <laughs> yeah like something and, like that and then i i i feel like i you know, it's only it, it. It's I don't I don't know how to say this, but like he makes sure he gets money <laughs> before trying anything with her because he's like that's that well that is her job. You know what I mean? Like there's this yeah thing, yeah I got I gotta this, have money. Yeah, like he 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 goes and 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 does that and tries to be you know they they only have interacted with each other for seven days you know and like and and. Right. But he also is going about it in a way that's not like, gotta have sex, you know, but he's like, he's like, he's really trying to like reconcile with the fact that like he feels some kind of connection with this woman and also like knows that like, you know, this is my last time out. Like, I'm not going to, you know what I mean? There was like a lot. It felt like a lot of things happening there. I like that she gets out at the end. That feels, you know, 
That feels nice and sweet. That we How did of, she get out? I mean, I think she just leaves. I think she just leaves. We just, we just see her on a Greyhound bus. And so the thought is that like she just is escaping. Okay. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but I guess this is also, though, that the prostitute with the heart of gold trope that, you know, that people find infuriating. Right? That, that happens all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there is that. It's also interesting because I'm like, I uh, outside of well, he just wanted to needed to have someone to have sex with. It was like, why did he bond with her? Just because she was there, you know? Like, what was it about her? Because she seems not like the mom at all. Yeah, not that he had to find somebody that was like it, the mom, but it was just like. It was weird because she was white. Like, I don't know. It was just like a, it was a strange. It seemed like there was a lot going on that it's like, you want to start dissecting everything. Like, you know, (laughs) there was so much happening that it left a lot of questions. You know, for the race stuff, it, uh, it was like, so he comes, he sees the daughter first. You know, she takes into the house, even though she's like, you know, he's my, you know gonna be mad who you know who you know brother brother comes home is mad what did i tell you about letting strangers into this house this little girl gets shook you're like man i feel bad for this little girl yeah he apologizes for that eventually too which is nice yeah and also like we see later that that's that is what that is what jake did to him when he was a kid you know like literally like that exact movement and action is what directly led to, you know, his mother, his mother's death, you know, which is why, yeah, it, it may, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. It's there. It's in great. It's, it's, it's there in him. You know, it's why it's how it was a part of his upbringing. I, that just also just made me think of, I loved that there were so many like little things that the two of them did that, that Jesus and Jake did that were similar, you know, like every time they did the, the nose thing, I thought that was so cool that would, they played similarly. Yeah. I, I, I that's a more that's a a a more positive <laughs> thing things that were passed on it's interesting like this is one of these kinds of types of movies that just definitely does not get made anymore you know what i mean <laughs> at least not not with this kind of budget not with a 20 million dollar budget it's a, it's a full character drama there's no ostensibly the premise of the film is that a young man has to choose which college he's going to go to and there's no there's no big moves at all like throughout the whole film there's not one move that's there's no there's not like he I gets, mean the the biggest one is is the inciting incident of the of the move like the biggest one is like we're gonna let you out of jail for a week like that's so wild that that happens and 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 when you and th- if you spend any amount of time really thinking about it it's like yeah this movie is this is a fantasy movie like this movie is like it truly like there's no s- world in which even this would would happen for for as for as like as uh definitely the commentary on like people in power and how they abuse it and and stuff but there's just no like they let him out for <laughs> A week, you know. Anyway, and then the only other thing you're looking forward to in this movie is like them playing basketball together again, and, and it does finally happen, and that is that is very satisfying. But yes, but it, 
you know, it's a two hour, it's a little over two hours, this movie, and it, it, it takes a minute to get there. Yeah, 215, 216. You know, yeah. they delay you knowing what the backstory is for a bit, which is, they're doing that in television too now, where uh, I, I don't like it. <laughs> to me, it's not. Yeah, it's like episode episode eight is going to be when we finally know <laughs> that. Yeah, thing. and I'm like, that's not. Plot, like that's only interesting if there are other interesting things happening. You know what I mean? Like if it's if it's done like the Lost way, where Lost is a, about people trying to survive on this island and then trying to figure out where the hell they are, what this island is, and all that stuff. And then in the meantime, you're figuring out their backstory, which is fills in their actions on the island, which is makes it very interesting. But because there's nothing else happening. Uh, making a decision is not active obviously it's very it's just passive it's just like uh i gotta make a decision i gotta weigh my options and so we see you know we're seeing all the things getting thrown at him which again is very you know it is very humanizing in that way but it 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 does make it at times a little bit dull yeah and all and to that to that same point we also don't really get like for as much as we get that like you know this school is offering him women literally this school, the, you know, the coach is offering him money, and the, and the, these guys, this guy's offering him a car, you know, a car. But that's sort of it. Like we don't even really get the like. I'm I'm thinking of even just when you're discuss when you're deciding a school, all of the other things that you are thinking of, which is like you know, like <laughs> what am I getting out of this education? Like what what's my path beyond this? Like what? And, and I guess Where do for I him, live? the thought is like in the MBA is his is what his path is after school, you know, is, 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 I guess, assumed. So they aren't even going into that as much, but I'm like, I, it's like, he picks, spoiler alert, he picks big state, <laughs> but like, I don't even know what that means. Like, it's like, why, you know, why was big state over another, you know, school? It doesn't mean much. I mean, he picks big state because he picks his father. He picks wanting to, live a life with his dad again which is somewhat which is kind of earned but also it's like the film is also about forgiveness in a way film is about denzel's character it's clearly a very flawed man he he deserves to be in jail you know at least if you believe in the prison system i mean like i just seen like he wasn't like wrongfully convicted he needs yeah right exactly he needs some there needs to be some kind of some kind of consequence consequence yes know, thank you the, for 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 yeah he 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 even though it was manslaughter meaning he didn't there was no intent to kill he did because he was violent you know killed his wife which is horrible because that's that's living with him obviously that pain or whatever but he was living life clearly in this kind of way of being like i'm the man of the house i get to do what i want don't talk back to me that kind of thing and so he's come to it seems like he's come to peace with that yeah, I mean, he says, he even says, he's, he says that he's come to peace with it. Like, he says that that line at the end in his, in his last letter of, like, one day you'll, you'll find your shoes and I've, I've found mine and, I've, and they're, they're hard or they're, they're tough, but I've accepted them or whatever. Like, he literally says, like, something along the lines of, like, I have done this and I'm going to have to continue to, you know, suffer the consequences of, what I, of my actions, you know. Again, because it's real, more realistic, maybe. <laughs> at least in just in terms of like there's not going to be like one big bad guy or whatever there's there's no there's no like it's 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 all character stuff 
and again, it's tough because one of the main leads is not a, is not an actor, and so <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, you know, I I, I think about Finding Forrester because Finding Forrester is a movie that doesn't have a lot of action per se, but I find it more engaging. And that, and and it, to, to, sort of to the same extent, though, Rob Brown is not an actor at this point, you know. But he is, you know. But he, there are, I, 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 there are definitely script differences for one. But then we do see him kind of go on a journey and and grow and like and and he's and he's growing throughout and evolving throughout. Whereas this, literally, Jake. Jesus rather is is the whole time <laughs> feeling one thing which is the world is against him and everything is on his shoulders and then he does choose family but we don't really see why <laughs> you know like we don't quite see him even in the game even in the game he's I mean I guess the fact that he plays it is one thing you know the fact that he like decides to to play it is 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 taking a step but you know but and and he is sort of giving he's giving jake back to him the things that jake taught him but at the end when he throws the freaking he at the end he throws the thing on the ground and that's no different than anything else he's been doing like when he gives the, the stuff to animals that that didn't sell bought for the daughter and like just gives it to someone else it's like he's been doing that this whole time so like i'm glad that he picks family like that's nice you know it's like a nice thing but we don't actually it, it, it i i think it doesn't feel earned necessarily it doesn't feel like we don't actually, see we don't we don't see the moment really and we don't there's no processing it after necessarily outside of just i guess denzel's little speech after he beats him and just saying like it is what it is. Like you choose to accept it or not, you know. And I guess it's kind of like at the end, he's like, maybe feels like he's like, listen, like you're gonna, in a weird way, you're always gonna be doing something for someone. Who do you want to be doing something for? I guess who are you gonna choose to do something for? You know what I mean? Who actually cares about you? Yeah, and he says like, you know, do it, do do for you. You know, he's like, do live for you you know, take care of your, take care of your sister. He is in that moment specifically saying, don't worry about me anymore, you know, but yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. That is in there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tough. Cause like, again, there's not too much to talk about. Like there's a, there's a kind of fun scene with a, an agent that, you know, his girlfriend sets him up with who's like trying to convince him to go to the NBA and basically being like, you can have this house right now. And, He's like, no, I need my education, which complicated. Not that, not saying that he doesn't need an education, but it is complicated. Though, like, this is also a little bit of an ad for NCAA. This movie, in this way, that at now, especially now, I mean, maybe not so back, so much back then in 1998, but definitely now in 2022, you kind of look at it and you're like, why shouldn't he go straight to the NBA? Like, if he's that good, why, you know, he can get an education on the side while making hundreds of thousands of dollars instead of going to play for free for some school in which if he takes any bit of money or gift, he will get fined for it. They're going to use his likeness and image to make millions of dollars. The school is, the NCAA organization is, like a bunch of people are about to make free money off of him. And then if he gets injured in school, 
he's he's screwed for the rest of his life. Yeah. You know, so I mean, truly, and not even me, me not even knowing the the like the nitty gritty of like what that would even mean for him to play in the NCAA versus like versus going to the NBA right away. I that's sort of what I mean by like I don't know what he gets out of like big state versus another school. Like I I kept thinking about like you know like what's he gonna get out of besides what he learns about you know, environmental science or whatever class it is that he, you know, takes. But it was just like, what, at the end of the day, what is the point of the, like, 15 credits a semester he's doing? You know, like, what even, what, what he, he when he said, like, my education is the most important thing. It's like, yeah, I do. I do agree that we should continue to better ourselves. But like, truly, what is he going to get out of four years? But that's years just a thing that people of- say and that the NCAA has taught people to say of like, this is my education. And again, not saying that people shouldn't be getting educated. Of course they should. But that doesn't mean that's not there, there's there's many different paths to getting an education. It doesn't mean he has to immediately, you know, go to college. I think you know, going to college is, is definitely, it can be very helpful. Obviously, one, it, it helps you get better as a player. It can easily help you get better as a player. So you're not going straight to the NBA and then, you know, you're not as good and then you kind of get kicked out of the league early on. That's for, that's a possibility. It doesn't usually happen to people who are so good that they can go straight to the NBA, like LeBron or Kobe, you know, Tracy McGrady or whatever. But like, you actually have to think about it. It's not just this, like, I have, like anybody who goes straight to the NBA is an idiot, you know, like they didn't get an education. It's like, does anybody think that LeBron or Kobe like didn't do, like weren't educated or like didn't do a bunch of things after their career? Like, and I'm sure they got it. Uh, I, I don't even know this. I didn't even look it up, but I'm sure they got educations. You know what I mean? Like while they were playing, you know, <laughs> while they were professionals. But, but also just sort of thinking about the aftermath as well. It's like, the, you know, I mean, even just talking about LeBron, you know, he owns a company he you know like there's just there's so many things you know that he got out of out of building his career first the whole like he could get in trouble for accepting it and that's a thing that happens right like players get kind of their their reputations get tarnished because they they found out that they took a car or got a gift yeah. or whatever now what about lebron james's hummer I think I've talked about this a couple times on the pod, but where did that Hummer come from? Like, was that one of those things he shouldn't have accepted? One of those gifts? Well, he, he didn't go have... to college. Did he get a Hummer in no, high school? No, he got the Hummer in high school. Yeah, he got the Hummer in high school. Right. For picking a high school? I don't know. Is, no, is no. Hyper... he got. But it was like, it would have been around this time. You know, it would have been like, it would have been his senior year. And when he was trying to decide what he was doing next, next thing we knew, he was riding around in a yellow Hummer. You know what I'm saying? It was like all over town. Every time you saw, if you saw the Hummer, you know, that was a badge of honor or something. <laughs> Wait, but we have to talk about Rosario Dawson as his. Oh, yes. Yeah. She was great. She was great. I, yeah. I and like she really was so good. And I and not to not to bash Ray for not being an actor. But in that last scene, her last scene, I thought she there were points where I thought she's only pulling back because she's in a scene with a non-actor. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like that last scene on the bench, like there was like, there's like one moment of her like being like, of it really picking up. And I was like, whoo. And, and seeing, like knowing what she goes on to do, it was like, yeah, she's certainly 
she's pulling her punches right now, like, in this scene. Like, she's just not going for it as to not be, like, completely, like, doing, la- you know, doing laps around this guy. That that one shot of when she's on the phone and then the hand kind of comes up and it's, like, on her, that was, that was great. That was a shot Ooh, of the phone. Come on, Spike! <laughs> come on, Spike! The hand was, like, disconnected. Like, it was not a part. <laughs> we don't see where the hand was coming from. We just see a hand on her neck. It was wild. And she and the breakup too. I've had a breakup like this when she she was like, she's like needed to kiss him before saying goodbye. You know what I mean? And he like didn't. Want but then she's like, "Come here, come here!" Like she was like mad that he wouldn't do it. Like I was like, "Oh yeah, I understand. I get that." <laughs> she also was just full on no shame that she had cheated on him. <laughs> Because she, but she also, but she knew that he had to. But that, but that happened, that happened after she had cheated on him. (laughs) At least I say it. And he's like, what does that matter? Yeah. Kind of agree with him. I'm like, what does that matter? Because you're shameless? It it makes it better? It's a Donald Trump effect. She also was like, you made me get rid of our baby. And, and, but then, but then he's like, (laughs) but then he's like, but how did we get pregnant to begin with? I was like, this is too much. There's too much happening. There was too much happening in that scene for me. It was so, it was, <laughs> was like, a lot. it was so and much. It felt somewhat like loosely scripted in this way that I was like, uh, you can't pull this off. <laughs> you can't just tell them to, you can't just tell them to be like, eventually bring up the baby. Like you can't have, you can't have the bullet point bring up the baby and no lines. <laughs> there was like one moment where he said something and she was responding to something else. And then like, they had to like go back to it. I was like, all right, guys, <laughs> I carry I, I wish I could remember the lines, but I was like, well, oopsies. Anyway, uh, we watch too many movies, guys. That's why we, yeah, we things. do. That's, that is the problem. <laughs> This can happen sometimes for me, especially with with things. But like, truly, those last two minutes of this movie, for as on the nose it is, I mean, the him stepping out of bounds <laughs> to throw the ball over the fence, literally having a gun trained on him for stepping out of bounds, you know, and the ball going to his son at, in college, you know what I mean? Like there was just, I was just like, and there it is. And that's the movie, you know, I was just like, I was like, and that's why I waited two hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> was he, are we supposed to believe that he did get shot there and he's dead? No, I don't think so. Okay. I do think because we do see him walk back. We do right. see him walk back and, cr- and cross the line. And so to me, it just felt like it's like it was the movies trying to acknowledge like he did everything he passed on to him. The good stuff that he passed on to him are going to are he is going to be able to now soar with this. You know, he's going to be able to fly with the good things that he passed on to him. And but. But we are supposed to believe that he's not going to get out of jail. Oh no, uh, no, uh, he's not getting out of jail. He's not getting out of jail. He's in. He's in jail until his sentence is up. Which who knows when that is? It might. Is it ever going to be up? Like <laughs> he, because also now, at least in the public, in the public, he tried to escape 
you know? <laughs> and so, like, is, is he going to get ramifications for that? You know, like, that's... That, I can't... That's wild that they that they just were like, well, he escaped prison. Insane. And then... And... and, and, and but I, th- I had the same thought, though, when... When he's playing basketball with his son, like, it's like, this is going to make the news. Like, you, everyone, you're calling him son out loud on the court, surrounded by people. Everyone knows his dad is in jail. Like, everyone knows that. Like, you can't play a basketball game with the number one prospect. <laughs> like, you just can't do that. So, yeah. So, like, and, then, you know, the second that, the second the warden dies... He's he's fucked. Like there's no there's no that warden dies, and then you know, aren't you the aren't you the the guy that escaped? Here's another however many years or whatever. Like that's uh, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, anyway, Ron Cephas Jones d- delivering his lines at the end. Stay over that line. He crushed it. I don't know. Do you want to talk to Hollywood? Do you want? Uh, <laughs> do you want... <laughs> sure, I'll talk to Hollywood real quick. Hey, uh, Hollywood, just so you know. I understand sometimes it's like, hey, let's get a real basketball player. Let's get a real person to play this role. Hey, once in a blue moon, that joint works. Mostly it doesn't, though. So can you discuss <laughs> actors, please, especially black actors? Because there are a lot of really talented black actors who can just play the roles that you want to do. <laughs> most it'll of make, the time it doesn't there are i mean you know there are plenty of people out here who are actors trained you know and it, there just gets to be a point where you you kind of can't call yourself an actor anymore because you haven't been <laughs> you know or you start to feel weird calling yourself an actor because you haven't been <laughs> cast in something so i agree with that but like some instagram model can call themselves an actor because they've been in stuff even though they can't act I don't know, man. That's just the world we live in. That's the world we live in. Well, let me just say, you know, for this, this, I, again, like I said, I really liked it, but there's just one thing that I would have liked changed, you know? So I hope you're not going here because this is way too easy. No. So, (laughs) what do you mean? What do you mean, way too easy? What? I mean, it's. I'm not going to say anything. Okay, great. But there's a point in the movie. You do know Shaquille O'Neal is in in the movie. Right, and there's a, so there's a point when he's like, when he's like, you know, like this kid's really good, you know, yeah. Ooh, man, this kid's going to the next level. And then, and then, and then you we cut to so it's at the end. So that so so Denzel, you know, uh-huh. is like is stepping over the he's out of bounds. He's stepping out of bounds. Yeah, <laughs> literally says out of bounds. <laughs> he steps <right>? out of bounds. <laughs> says out of bounds. Come on, he steps out of bounds, and they're gonna shoot him. It's incredible. Okay, <laughs> he's he's. They're gonna shoot him. Okay, it's fine. He <laughs> throws the basketball over the fence, and Ron Cephas Jones has the gun up, and he's like, "You better get back, shuttle, shuttle's worth, you know, whatever it is he's saying." And then, and then we just hear a voice. We hear a voice go, "That's far enough, Ron Cephas Jones." And he's like, "Are you calling me by? by <laughs> he's like, are you calling me by?" Who is Ron Cephas Jones? I'm a I'm a security guard. At the... He's like, you better back up, Ron Cephas Jones. And and then and then he he pick he picks up his it's steel, who? but I didn't say who it was. It's steel. <laughs> so it's it's is you know steel it's, or it's is steel. it basketball player <laughs> who's in this film? It's it's so it's so it so it's steel, but 
he takes off his thing and you're like, Steel, and he's like, I'm Shaquille. Sort of in the same way that he was calling Ron Cephas Jones. Ron Cephas Jones is like, it's actually me, Shaquille O'Neal. And then he throws a hammer. It knocks the, it knocks the gun out of Ron Cephas Jones' hands in the tower. The gun goes spiraling, you know, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> yada, yada, yada? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, yada, yada, yada? Yada, yada, you know what I mean? Pop, 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 you know, and then... <laughs> <laughs> and then what? <laughs> and then Steel, sh- sorry, Shaq grabs, <laughs> Shaq grabs uh, Denzel. You have no and idea then, where this is going. And then they jettison out. They jettison they out. Jet- what do you <laughs> yeah, mean jettison? Because he's wearing the Steel uniform, you know what I mean? So they, you know, he he wait, turns on his. Steel fly? Steel can fly. <laughs> wait, can he? <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> he shoots. I thought he hit a grappling gun, but he went, yeah, fly? he, he sh- this steel can fly. This steel right, can fly. Right, this is ridiculous. <laughs> this is ridiculous. This steel can no, fly. Enough, enough, enough. Jarrah's already bad that I let this go on too long. Thank you, guys. This right now is, is time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we liked it, but whether it helped the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood. So if we feel like the film fully helped the cause of leading black actors in Hollywood, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helped the cause, we give it a white palm. If we feel like it didn't help the cause, we don't give it anything. All right. So on the count of three, we'll raise our review for He Got Game. And a one, and a two, and a three. Pass the rock. Pass the rock. Okay. So it's one one rock and, and one palm. One black <laughs> fist and one white palm. I, I will say that I did think about giving this a palm because literally one of the leads is not an actor. <laughs> and the movie didn't make money. So... Those two things are sort of, if we're talking about the cause, it's right. literally not the cause. <laughs> but, okay. but written and directed by Spike Lee, okay? okay. Starring Denzel. Hill Harper is in this. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what's her name? Played Zelda Harris is in this. You know, so we got some, you know, we got some black love in this movie. Man. Yeah, listen, I gave it a palm because obviously that's the that's the correct reading. <laughs> Don't say correct. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, Ray Allen was in one other movie after this and it was not the lead. <laughs> you know, Denzel is Denzel. So, you know, it gets a palm because Denzel is still in it and doing things and Spike is in it and gets to make some more films. But it wasn't a huge success. And it's not like, you know, it, Rosario Dawson was in it. She probably had, uh, you know. Some yeah, Rosario Dawson. Boom. So, Rock. Rock, baby. I gave it a palm. It's all right. Great. Well, thank you all so much for listening. No thanks to Jira, who isn't here. Wow. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> the amount of shade <laughs> on the He Got Game episode. <laughs> Listen, we have a Indiegogo fund. If you go to blackmanpodcast.com, hey. you will find a link to that campaign where we are raising money for our short film called the threshold uh it is about three black men who are on vacation and realize that the house they're staying in is killing white women oh no <laughs> it's crazy y'all it's crazy um, it's a comedy it's funny it's funny so well so it's uh, also it is a, it's a comedy horrifying <laughs> if you go there you also see a link to a defunct patreon five dollars a month you get to listen to a year's worth of episodes and then unsubscribe whenever you want there will, there will be no if new episodes. 200 people tweet at me okay okay this is, this is 200 dead. people <laughs> no we're at we're at like we're at like eight or nine people now 
<laughs> okay? So sad. If, if 200 people tweet at me, we will revive the Patreon. You got to tweet at me, though. You got to tweet at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. Okay? You got to do tweet at me. Okay. If you rate and review us on iTunes, give us five stars. We'll read your review on the air. Did I read this one? Cor- Cordero CL18? I don't recall. Amazing. This is such a great podcast. Raw, funny, honest, and entertaining on many levels. Always excited to listen. I highly recommend for anyone to listen to. Thank you. That's really, that's really sweet. That's really, yeah, short and sweet. Yeah. But follow me uh, at John Braylock, johnbraylock.com. And I'm at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. I am on TikTok, but the thing is, why? You know what I'm saying? Like, why am I on TikTok? You know? That's where all the kids are. And Elon Musk just brought Twitter, so... Oh, uh, I guess then that's where I'm, I'm jumping ship. I'm jumping ship. <laughs> all right. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Forever. Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Produced by Melissa D. Bonts. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever.